listeners, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, and you are listening to our latest episode of Movies Coming Soon and the first for 2018. My apologies for uh, taking so long to get this episode out to you guys, but, uh, you know, I just uh, needed some time to recharge the batteries and just take a small break away from uh, the Backseat Directors podcast. But uh, we are back and we've got a brand new episode. Andre from the Formal Review is back, and I can't wait to bring you guys uh, this latest episode of Movies Coming Soon. So let's go ahead and get things started. Andre, welcome back once again to the Backseat Directors Podcast. How's it going, my friend? It's going good. I'm glad to be back. Uh, thanks for having me, as always. Hey, it's it's uh, it's always a pleasure, Andre, and uh, I appreciate your patience on uh, coming back on the podcast just because... You know, as uh, as you already know, and as I messaged kind of our, our little movie group on Twitter, I've been kind of taking a break, and so that's why, uh, you know, our Movies Coming Soon episode is coming out on, well, recording it on January 11th, instead of debuting it, you know, like the 1st of January, so. Uh, right. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, gosh, dude, you were in the heat of getting all your movie reviews out, but uh, I was, uh, I, I just kind of felt like uh, I was drained of all my battery juice. And so just over, you know, like Christmas break and, and New Year's, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to just hang out and just not worry about getting these things out on time. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, well, how was your holiday, man? How was, uh, how was New Year's and everything? I, I don't think I've talked to you since before then. Yeah, uh, I'm, um, Christmas was good. I got to celebrate it with my girlfriend's family. That was fun. Um, we, uh. I mean, lack of sleep and a lot of food let's put it that way uh, and uh new year's pretty much the same so just uh friends from college and uh fam- their family just uh, came down to visit and we got to hang out and have fun but similarly a lot of food and very little sleep <laughs> i know you said your girlfriend's family is brazilian right so do you have a lot of brazilian food over the holidays uh yes um um yeah, mostly on the 24th, because on Christmas Eve, that's uh, they celebrated really big um, that like at min- midnight yeah. uh, as it passes over. Yeah. So um, for me, that was the first time I've ever experienced something like that uh, because the previous years we've always celebrated, I guess, quote unquote, American christmas right right so um like obviously that's celebrated on christmas day so this was like the first time me staying up like to like three in the morning (laughs) (laughs) on christmas eve and it's not the only other time i remember ever doing that was when i was like under 10 waiting for santa claus to come so right right. it was kind of a new experience for me but yeah i had some good brazilian food uh and it was delicious yeah, so I, I don't know if you know this, but I spent two years living in Argentina. So I served a, a religious mission for my church way back in the day. Uh, but yeah, I lived in Argentina for two straight years. So that means I'd spent two Christmases and two New Year's down there. And, you know, since it's below it's below the equator, you know, like Brazil is neighbors to Argentina. So they're also below yeah. the equator. You know, it's summer down there. So their Christmas and their, their New Year's is they're they're in the heat of summer. Right. And and yeah, so that's 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 how Argentina <laughs> celebrates Christmas and New Year's. Uh, you know, you stay up until midnight and you light off fireworks at midnight on Christmas, and so it's like the Fourth of July on Christmas down there. And uh, 
you know, everyone's in t-shirts and shorts and, you know, just celebrating, having a good time. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what'd you do? Oh, just, uh, we actually, um, so we live in Utah and we went up to, uh, the Sundance resort and, uh, my wife's family actually rented a cabin up there. And, uh, so we spent, we spent Christmas in a cabin. We were up there for about well, like three or four days. Um, but yeah, no, it oh, was wow. good. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was actually, uh, the first Christmas that I've spent away from my family since being married. So, uh, so that was, uh, that was kind of a milestone, but, uh, it was good. It was really fun. Uh, you know, we had some good food and, uh, but, uh, then my wife got, <laughs> my wife got super sick over oh, no. New Year's. And so we, we, all we did was hang out in the house, which is fine because, uh, what we actually did is we did a Lord of the Rings marathon and dude, I have not seen those movies in quite a while. Like just because like you can't just watch one. Like when you watch Lord of the Rings, you, it's just kind of like you just have to watch them all. Right. So, and you got to watch the extended, dude. Version, and those are the right? only ones I own. I just, I yep. own the extended on Blu-ray and yeah. dude, we powered through all three, <laughs> man. We seriously were on the couch just watching movie after movie after movie. But, I was reminded at how incredible those movies are and how much I yeah, love man. them, man. I, I, I just like in so many parts, I just kept just like sitting there going, Oh my gosh, these movies are fantastic. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did something similar. Um, I think it was like last week watching, uh, I just, I don't know, just one day I was like cooking dinner and like my kitchen's like right next to where my TV is. So sometimes I'll put in like a movie or just to play in the background. Right. And then I put in like, uh, Batman Begins just because I was like, all right, I kind of want to watch a Nolan movie, but, and also a superhero. So I was like, all right, let's put this in. So I started watching then I get, I got really into it because I haven't seen, I don't remember even the last time I watched that movie. Yeah. And, and then, so then my girlfriend comes in after she finishes studying and she's just like, Oh, this is really good. I don't really remember watching it. She has, but she sometimes forgets. Yeah. And then we get to like, I think like maybe nine forty-five, ten, and we're just like, all right, we got to watch the dark night now. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we just stay up late, like watching the dark night and how, great that movie is and yeah. i got like really excited and then, then i think the next day or so i watched uh dark knight rises which is kind of a low low t- let down again yeah but yeah but yeah i know it yeah it's always fun to like do spontaneous like kind of movie marathons like that no it is it is fun it really is i mean yeah, especially like when you, you don't have to really worry about anything else and that was the beauty of the holidays like yeah. I, I had work off i didn't have to do anything and so like sitting on a couch for hours upon hours and just binging on a marathon was really fun. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Well, uh, well, all right, Andre, let's, uh, let's welcome, uh, all of the listeners back to our monthly episode of movies coming soon. And, uh, and so for anyone who's new to the podcast, what Andre and I do, that's right. This is Andre from the formal review. So you have two Andres right now speaking into your guys's ears. Um, but what we do is we're going to recap uh, the movies uh, from the previous month. So that would be December 2017. And we'll pick a favorite. And uh, and then we will preview what's to come for the month of July. And so even though we're recording on January 11th, um, we really uh, were just approaching now the second weekend of January. So there's still quite a few movies we could announce that uh, people have yet to see. So uh, so Andre, let's, um, let's go ahead and pick or I guess discuss movies from December and then we'll pick our favorite. Backseat directors. Favorite movie of the month. 
So December, Andre, was a big month, man. It was a big month. There were tons yep. of movies. And you and I both are still catching up. You were uh, definitely ahead in uh, finishing off those 2017 movies and preparation for your top 10. Um, yep. But let's uh, let's just let's let's select a few of our favorites and the ones we really liked, and then uh, we'll we'll select uh, the our our I guess our movie of the month for December. So why don't you go first? Uh, well, in December I got to obviously uh, I was also catching up from November because I hadn't seen <laughs> uh, I hadn't seen Wonder or Coco, and I saw both of those, both of which I I really liked. I thought Coco at, at still at this point is. Like my top contender for best animated picture, I love that movie. Technically, was not released in December, so it's not. But I do want to give a shout out to Coco because I really loved that film. Yeah, yeah, um, it was great. It really was. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and then I saw like a few other films that were like catch up films from previous years, like Killing of a, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I thought was great as well, but. I would say that my best film that I had like the most fun watching is The Shape of Water. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. That for me was potentially one of the most enjoyable films that I've seen in a really long time. Um, it's definitely in my top 10. I haven't uh, picked out what number yet, but it's it's unique, creative. Guillermo del Toro is at his uh, best here. I mean, he's dealing with essentially doing a romance of the creature from the Black Lagoon if he got the girl, essentially. Right. And, I mean, that's honestly, going into it, that's all you got. It's an adult fairy tale. And similar to Beauty and the Beast, similar to, uh, I don't even know offhand, but it's like the whole that whole idea. And... You have great performances um, by uh, Sally Hawkins. You also, in my opinion, which I think is a little underscored, is uh, Doug Jones as as the creature. I think he does a great job. And Sally Hawkins, I'm almost like 99% sure if I remember correctly, she's completely silent in the entire film. She, I think she makes like a few words and sounds because she's a mute. So, yeah, yeah. and I mean, she's got nominated for like best actor, uh, well, not Oscars, but she got nominated uh, for Golden Globes. I don't remember if she won or not. No, she didn't. She didn't win. Um, but then, but Guillermo del Toro did win uh, for best uh, director. And I thought that that film was beyond fantastic no that's really interesting so i still have yet to see the movie and i i i hope to be able to see it this weekend that way i can you know before i do my top 10 which i was actually considering doing tonight well you already know that but i think you convinced me to hold off and uh there are two movies that i want to see before i do my top actually three movies so i still need to see a ghost story i still need to see darkest hour and i still need to see a shape of water and so before I round out my top 10 favorites of 2017, I, I still want to go see that. But I'm going to do a quick shout out, though, to our, our, our buddies over the Stale Popcorn podcast. So they went to go see this uh, this week, and I think they had some mixed feelings on it. And I just want to read one of the tweets that they said. Um, so th- they said, the shape of water hinges on the relationship between Eliza and the main character, the sea creature. And if you don't connect with the film's attempt to foster their relationship, you won't connect with the movie. Do you feel that that is accurate? Um, I, I guess so. I, I guess because I was able to, 
I guess, bend my uh, disbelief a little bit. I mean, it is obviously it's a fantasy story, but then, like, I mean, with Guillermo del Toro, you watch a lot of his films. I mean, that's what he's known for. Yes. So, like, that's why I it didn't bother me at all. I mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. For anyone who doesn't know who Guillermo del Toro is, just go and watch Pan's Labyrinth. That's all you'll need to know. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's all you'll need to know. But uh, yeah, so, um, I, you know, and I, I mean, I've seen the trailer multiple times. I've seen people's reviews on it. And I've read, I've read multiple reviews and, uh, and it does seem like a movie like no one has really ever seen before. And it, and I, and I like your similarities to saying it's like uh, um, kind of Beauty and the Beast because yeah, that is a love story of you know a, a human and a creature really and so yeah um yeah no that that's so that that's your uh top top pick for december uh yes that would be my top pick perfect so i saw i saw quite a few movies in december as well uh the one that i saw in december that wasn't technically a december movie but i really liked was uh the man who invented christmas did you get a chance to see that i can't remember no, I I didn't get a chance to see that. Oh, it, um, yeah. I, I just didn't have time. No, dude, that's all right, man. And I know you'll get around to seeing it because I know how big of a fan you are of The Christmas Carol, but that was a fantastic movie. I very much enjoyed it. Um, and I, I, you know, I know you saw The Greatest Showman, and <laughs> I liked how you said that the more you think about the music, the more you've enjoyed the music, and just like, you know, that it is. Oh, yeah. An, like music, uh, in terms of a musical, you said you enjoyed it more than La La Land, and I one hundred percent agree with you. I I loved The Greatest Showman. I thought it was fantastic. And uh, but my favorite movie of the month for December goes to The Disaster Artist. So I uh, I went into. I know I know you had mixed feelings on this movie. So I um. I had no expectations going to this movie, especially after seeing The Room. I really, <laughs> you know, I really didn't know what to expect from the movie. And uh, my wife uh, reluctantly came with me. But we had the biggest smiles on our face walking out of that movie. Just so, I was just so filled with joy <laughs> and so much happiness for these guys and what they were able to do and what it meant for them to make this movie and uh, I just, you know, I was very impressed by the Frank, uh, um, Franco brothers, um, especially, obviously, uh, James Franco. Um, I, you know, he, he, I think he won the Golden Globe for um, male performance of the year, didn't he not? Yes, he did. Yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I just, I was, I was just really impressed by that movie. I mean, it's, it's a movie that's going to make my top 10 of the year. And again, I know you have your issues, but uh, that was my pick for December. <laughs> I mean, I understand why people like it. Like it's one of those things. Um, I just try at least when my issues boil down to it, it has to do with, I don't, for me personally, I don't, I like, uh, I guess a success story. And to me, it doesn't seem like, he succeeded he just changed his viewpoint of what success is and that i mean that's not that's just me as a person like i don't i have to just take that as it was and i don't get me wrong even with my issues i was laughing hilarious and it's one of the greatest things is that prior to seeing it i rewatched the room with my girlfriend who had not seen it (laughs) and like she laughed just as much and i mean yeah it is one of those movies that uh, you have to watch because I mean it's just so bad. It's great, 
Um, right, right. I'm not going to say it's a good film by any means, but it's hilarious and it's unique in that sense. Well, it's 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 iconic as a cult classic now, especially with what the disaster artist did for the room. I mean, it, it is the room has been submitted, you know, within the history of Hollywood, whether for good or for ill. Like it, it will be well known by many many people, and uh, yeah, um, and the fact that Tommy Wiseau and and uh, Greg Sestero is they're, are going to have another movie this year. I mean, my yep. goodness, could they have ever imagined that? You know, when they made the room, I don't think so. They probably thought no. Greg, especially Greg, probably thought he was never going to get another job in Hollywood. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I mean, they have actually started like re-releasing the room just so more people can see it, like in theaters. So, like, I mean. Yeah, and that and that's the whole thing is that like yeah they switch their viewpoint around and um it's I guess like trying to make lemonade out of uh, uh lemons as it were um but for me that as a story when it comes to a biopic I like to see it as being um like I guess a, a overall message for that work hard and your dreams will come true not work hard and then fail and then just change your viewpoint so it looks like you <laughs> so it looks like you succeeded when you actually didn't do what yeah. you tried on but that's just me as a person and I, I know i'm definitely unique in that sense i do think that james franco and his brother did great as well like you said yeah. so uh the other one that i wanted to make mention of though just because i guess technically it did release in december and that is molly's game which you and i both saw i think last night we got to see both yeah. that yeah yes we did um but but i i, I just finished doing that movie review and that's going to be a movie review for january especially just because it was a limited release on Christmas Day, but it, it expanded the first weekend in January. And so I guess technically I'm going to keep that for January um, and my kind of my recap for January. So that that will be coming up. But um, OK. Uh, all right, Andre, let's go ahead and uh, we'll jump into the main portion of the podcast. And that is uh, uh, previewing uh, what's to come with movies coming soon in January. Movies coming soon. Okay, sir. So uh, uh, there are four weekends in January. I've got uh, weekend one and three. You've got two and four. So I'll go ahead and begin. In the first weekend of January, which was last weekend, um, we had, uh, just like we said, Molly's Game. Molly's Game expanded. And even though, yes, it had a limited, limited release in December, I think most people now have access to the movie. Um, I got to see the movie last night. It was such a good movie. I was so impressed by Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba. This is not a movie review, so I'm not going to really talk too much about it, other than that it's a true story about Molly Bloom, who became really the hostess of one of the world's, if not the highest, underground high-stake poker games ever. And so it is a fascinating, highly captivating story. Um, And, yeah, that, that... for me, that is the movie that should dominate, you know, people's interest for really for maybe even all of January, but <laughs> <laughs> such an yeah. incredible movie. So uh, that's that one. And then uh, we had the debut of the fourth Insidious movie called Insidious, The Last Key. So uh, I, I, I would imagine <laughs> I would imagine that uh, most people have at least heard of the Insidious movies. They've been around for a while. I am actually a fan, a pretty big fan of the first two. That's I, all you, I, man. I, 
I I quite enjoyed those movies. I think the story itself and what the story tells about these characters is very, very cool. And for me, um, it was very reminiscent of uh, of kind of that 1980s movie Poltergeist. Um, not not that it is uh, similar, but that just how much I I enjoyed the story within that movie. I really enjoyed the story of the first two, um, and that it is this real like type of like haunted house movie. I every time I watch those movies, I feel like I'm like at Disneyland in the haunted mansion. But like uh, I haven't seen the third one. I've heard the third one's really bad. Um, I really don't have plans to go see the fourth one. <laughs> I like the first two i think i'll probably stick with the first two and the whoever wants to go see the fourth one sure go and see it but uh uh, we also get a limited release of a movie called the strange ones i watched the trailer on this one and really the trailer shows you nothing if you watch the trailer all you'll get is that it looks like a super mysterious uh creepy thriller type movie i honestly like Watching the trailer, I get nothing from the plot. I really have no idea what the movie's <laughs> about. So um, I, I kind of read the synopsis of the movie. Um, and here, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll read it for the listeners just so uh, they can maybe, you know, I, I guess guess what the plot is about. But it says, The story follows two travelers as they make their way across a remote American landscape with odd things happening. <laughs> Oh boy! So, so, uh, so yeah, that one's that one. But uh, it's it's. I think it's getting some buzz at some of the smaller film festivals uh, like Sundance and South by Southwest. Um, so I just wanted to make mention of that one. Then the last one I want to make mention of is, and there's only one reason why I wanted to, just because the movie looks bad. It's called Devil's Gate, and the only reason why I want to make mention of this movie is because the person who stars in the movie is. Milo Ventimiglia. I think I said that right. Is that how you say his last name? No idea. So anyway, well, he he plays Jesse in Gilmore Girls, and my wife and I have been watching Gilmore Girls, and so uh, he's one of the main characters in the show, and he is Rocky's son in the Rocky film Balboa. So, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, that is that actor, and he plays in this movie. It looks terrible. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let me just read this to you. Um, so small town murder mystery involving various shady characters, but then turns into some crazy alien horror halfway through the movie. And I couldn't even get through the trailer. It looks pretty bad, but uh, that's a limited release. And that is the first weekend of January. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I mean, there's a reason why I'm able to catch up on films. It's <laughs> <laughs> really not because, much. Because, so. like you said, the only film that I saw like that act- like that had a wide release was I saw uh, um, Molly's Game uh, last night as well. I'm not gonna go see the Insidious films. I never really they never really grabbed me in any way. Have you seen Have you seen the first one? No, I haven't seen really? any of them. I, yeah, they, I, I recommend. Uh, so, uh, and and this is, I mean, this was, gosh, years ago. It's been a while since I've seen them. The Insidious, the first two films are so coherent and so co- uh, uh, concise that the second one is, in my opinion, one of the best sequels to any movie that I've ever seen and how how perfectly it continues the story and expands the story. I I really enjoyed it. So I hope I'm not hyping it up too much, but if you do get around seeing it, I would love to know what you think. (laughs) 
Yeah, when it comes to horror films, I'm very picky. I'm the type of when it comes to horror, so like I have to see so like something that I don't that can stand by itself that doesn't like I guess need sequels. And once like you get like the whole, I don't know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, I guess um, paranormal. Uh, activity yeah type of, yeah no just, i know i know just, yeah i yeah. don't want to jump on that train well and, that's why that's why so in, in the second one the it, the story has a full conclusion i know the third one the third one is like a prequel so it like jumps back years and years uh, to kind of tie into the story which is why, why no one yeah it. which is why like I, I don't really care to see it the the the, the second one has it has a, a it is wrapped up with a nice bow it ends there is no like you know cliffhanger or anything which is why it makes sense the third one would be like a prequel but uh um i they're they're not i wouldn't consider them horror movies either they, they are definitely they're like supernatural thrillers um okay. but uh no okay just yeah just think about it okay just think about all it. right i'll think about it <laughs> all right andre go ahead with uh weekend two uh well weekend two uh similarly to uh week one there's a wide the wide release of the post uh comes out and that's this weekend obviously um this did release uh from a limited standpoint in december and as we talked about in the last episode it's uh steven spielberg with meryl streep tom hanks and a bunch of other people about uh the journalists who work for the washington post who published the pentagon papers during the vietnam war that revealed that um like the u.s government uh basically knew that we could not stand well in the Vietnam War, yeah. and I just saw I just saw this tonight. It was um, in short, it was good, uh, and my full review will be on it uh, out uh, probably tomorrow or the next day on that. Um, but in addition to that, there's also the U.S. release of Paddington Two, <laughs> uh, the sequel to. Well, Pat, the 2014 film Paddington, it um, reprises Ben uh, Wishaw, I think is how you pronounce his name, Mm -hmm. as Paddington. It has Hugh Bonneville, Sally Hawkins, um, Julie Walters, um, Peter Capaldi, Brendan Gleeson, and Hugh Grant. Uh, Well, I just... I just watched uh, the first Paddington because I had no real, uh, I guess, inclination to see the first film like when it first came out. So, but then I was just like, I'll check it out because people were saying it was very good. So I rewatched. I I mean, I didn't rewatch. I watched it, and it was it was quite enjoyable. Nice. And this film, uh, so Paddington Two, one has apparently somehow got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes already. It. It's up for uh, ba- the British uh, BAFTAs for best British film. Um, wow. Yeah. And so I'm actually really intrigued by this film just because of all of that. And, I mean, I don't remember what it uh, – <laughs> it was even funnier during the Golden Globes when Hugh Grant came out to, like, give an announcement. Uh, I think he was uh, – giving an award i don't remember exactly who what he was doing but they said hugh grant from paddington 2 now hugh grant has obviously had a much bigger career but apparently 
Paddington Two is his new great film, and I'm uh, and I was really surprised by that. So this film, I uh, I think, is going to be a like I don't know a big I guess dark horse. Um, based, I mean, the first one was pretty much a dark horse as well. Um, so I'm really intrigued with it because oh, and I just read now that. Hugh Grant, even at the awards, he got nominated for Best Supporting Role. Really? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, and I don't really know what the sequel is going to be about, really, aside from uh, it just without reading too much into spoilers. Um, but, yeah, I'm really intrigued by that. Um, then we have Taken on a Train a.k.a. The Commuter, um, which is Liam Neeson's newest action film that follows a man who's on a train who gets caught up in a murder conspiracy and he has to solve the conspiracy and make sure everyone um, survives. This movie came out tonight. I'm oh, I'm not exactly too intrigued by it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just had, I mean, I was just talking to a few people on Twitter. It's that it's pretty, like, with Liam Neeson, he's been kind of just redoing the exact same plot with a different uh, uh, mode of transportation. Yeah, well, and what was that movie that he just did, like, a year or two ago when it, he, it was like, he was basically the same Non-stop. guy in Taken, but he was on a plane. Nonstop, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It kind of seems like that's, like... That's like it's kind of the role he's settled into, and it seems like one he enjoys because he keeps going back to it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm intrigued because it's Liam Neeson, and he does, he's like done well in like I guess these action, old man action roles, I guess for lack of better terms. So I'm intrigued in that sense, but I don't mind waiting a little bit until i see it oh trust me that i have no plans on going to see this movie in theaters i i had a pass to go see the screening and i said now thanks <laughs> oh yeah i had a pass too and then i got a pass to go see phantom thread and i went to go see phantom thread instead because yeah, that, there you go there you yeah go. so yeah, yeah um i yeah um and then another film which i actually think hasn't been getting really any marketing whatsoever i've seen very minimal for it i don't know if this is a good or bad thing but i mean i i was very intrigued by this just because of the star right um and it's proud mary yeah yeah um starring taraji uh, p henson i i love taraji i think that she has a, f- a fierce uh, i guess a uh, woman actor who I guess is a just powerful in any role. And like, once I heard that she was doing an action film, I was signed on for it. I was just like, this is, uh, like really great for her. I think that she's done a lot of, uh, smaller roles, but also like really good ones such as, uh, hustle and flow, Benjamin button, um, and also hidden figures. Um, and then if anyone has seen, uh, uh, Empire, she's a, like a force to be reckoned with on that show. Right. And it's basically, from just based on what I'm looking at, it's I see like just her being a really powerful uh, action hero. So basically, she's a, I guess, an assassin or hitman who's looking after a young teen boy after a hit job goes wrong. It 
doesn't seem very complicated, but right. I don't know. Right. I, like I, yeah, I mean, everyone is saying that this is the African American version of, um, Oh, what was the Charlie Theron movie? I, I didn't even see it. Um, atomic blonde. Atomic blonde. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's probably summarizing it up a little bit too simply. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you plan on seeing this movie? I actually do. Um, it is going to be like, uh, similar to any of the movies. Uh, it's, I'm pushing them to the back burner until I finish with the quote unquote 2017 films. So, um, like that, any of the films that we're probably going to talk about, I'm probably going to be a, like a week off of seeing them just right. because I finish things up. Right. Uh, but, um, and then, uh, another film that, uh, is coming out, but it's coming out on Netflix and the only reason why I mention it is because of Jack Black is in it. It's mm-hmm. called The Polka King. <laughs> and it's about apparently a real-life Polish-American polka band leader, Jan Lewan. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name. But anyway, he was in prison in 2004 for running a Ponzi scheme. It's going to be released on Netflix. Like I said, it stars Jack Black in the title role. It also has... Uh, Jason Schwartzman, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, and I don't know. like I, Jack Black is ridiculous in pretty much every role that he does. And I know you saw Jumanji, and for me, he was one of the biggest highlights in that. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was good. He was good. Yeah, so, and I mean, that's similar to what he did in Tropic Thunder. It's like he, he does these like roles that are really ridiculous but really funny. So, I mean, I'm not planning on seeing this, but it's on Netflix. So if like, I have like a dead afternoon, right. I mean, it's something to play maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, had seen a, I had seen a little bit of marketing about that movie. But uh, um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get around to it, but probably maybe a few months down the road. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the only other one that I have is Acts of Violence. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, getting a r- limited release. Um, and it stars uh, Bruce Willis and Sean Ashmore. And it's basically when his fiance is kidnapped by human traffickers, this guy has to set out to track her down and save, save her before it's too late. It sounds like Bruce Willis and Taken um, <laughs> <laughs> to me. So, I mean... Bruce Willis is a pretty good action star. I mean, he's had a career off of that. I don't think it's going to be great. Um, I don't plan on seeing it um, unless, like, I'm given a real reason to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have no plans on seeing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have nothing to add for uh, that second weekend, so uh, let's go ahead and move on to the third weekend. So this is Friday, January 19th. So there are three movies that are set to uh, have a wide release. So this should be available to really most everybody in the country. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is 12 Strong. This is a, um, a a war movie that stars Chris Hemsworth, Taylor Sheridan, Michael Shannon, and Michael Pena. So I guess in the context of history, it's the story is actually called Horse Soldiers. Um, but it is about a, a, a special forces group that was sent into Afghanistan at the beginning of uh, the Iraqi war and uh, after 9-11 um, and they ended up working with like a, like a local um, Afghani warlord in order to ha- uh, 
help take down like this uh, Taliban cell that was in the area. And they did it while riding horses into battle. And so the, it is based on a true story. I have never heard of this story before. Um, but I have seen, you know, quite a bit of marketing put behind this movie. But, uh, um, yeah, it, you know, I've never seen Chris Hemsworth, you know, play in a war movie before. Um, I'm curious to see what he is like in it since he is kind of the headliner actor anyway. Um, yep. So that's 12 strong. And then we have... <laughs> And we have Gerard Butler, <laughs> and Gerard Butler is coming back to star in another movie called Den of Thieves. So, <laughs> co-starring along alongside Gerard Butler is Fifty Cent. <laughs> Yay! Um, I yeah, I have no plans on seeing this movie just because every Gerard Gerard Butler movie, basically since Three Hundred, has just been just just so bad. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, I, I basically it's a, this is reading from IMDb. It's a gritty crime saga, which follows the lives of an elite unit of the LA County Sheriff's department and the state's most successful bank robbery crew as the outlaws plan a seemingly impossible heist on the federal reserve bank. Um, I saw the trailer and honestly just, I, I'm not interested at all. So that's den of thieves. Um, nope. and then the last wide release is a movie called forever. My girl. And this kind of just looks like a sappy uh, young adult uh, romance drama. It stars Jessica Roth, though, who was the star of Happy Death Day. And I actually really liked her in that movie. But she plays um, she plays alongside an actor called named Alex Rowe. The premise of the movie is that it tells a story of a country music singer named Liam Page, uh, who's played by Alex Rowe. And he leaves... His girlfriend behind, or I guess fiance, I should say fiance because he leaves her behind at the altar, uh, to chase his dreams of fame and fortune. However, when he returns back home to his tiny town and to his ex-fiance, um, uh, well, he goes back for a funeral. He reconnects with his ex-fiance and learns that uh, they actually had a child. And so that is the premise of the movie um, for anyone who's looking for just kind of, yeah, one of those young adult romance movies that's that <laughs> oh, okay so the last movie i want to make mention of for this weekend um actually there's just a couple so i'll just do this real quickly there's a documentary called the final year which is just a documentary uh, recapping the final year of barack obama as president of the united states yep so that one's that there's another documentary called coming out called the road movie which looks crazy so the road movie is basically a compilation of all those crazy russian um uh, car cameras when you see all those youtube videos of all the crazy car accidents because i'm pretty sure it's law in russia that every car has to have a dash camera and so this is like a compilation of like some of the craziest and then there's an anime movie coming out called marrying the witch's flower um i i'm not really too sure where that's what that one's about these are all limited release movies though so uh probably not going to get these in your area um just talking to the listeners uh for maybe a few weeks or so but uh the last one i want to make mention of is a nicholas cage movie (laughs) (laughs) called mom and dad and uh selma blair uh who starred in the um hellboy movies um, she stars alongside Nicolas Cage as the parents of uh, just a brother and son, or uh, sorry, uh, of a son and daughter duo 
who basically go to school and see hordes of parents who are chasing children and they look like they're zombies but I don't know if they're zombies but basically parents are kind of under some type of spell or virus or something who are attempting to kill their children it looks like one of those kind of horror comedies um it <laughs> the, the trailer's nuts man and Nicolas Cage is nuts like literally yeah. certifiably insane in this movie and for that reason alone I'll probably I'll probably end up seeing this movie just to see Nicolas Cage just be insane like he probably is already but uh that is yeah. mom and dad <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that's weekend three, uh, January nineteenth. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Andre, yeah. Why, why, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and uh, wrap things up with the last weekend? Yeah, I mean, and I honestly only have one movie that I could that I found, which is Maze Runner: The Death Cure. Yep. Which is the second sequel to. Maze Runner and the sequel to Maze Runner: The Scourge Trials. I have not seen a single Maze Runner movie. Just I had yeah. nope, neither have I. <laughs> but from my understanding, they were trapped inside the maze, so they had to escape. And I think it took maybe it. I, they either got out by the first movie or they got out by the second movie, because the premise of this is that they have to go back in to save their friends. Uh, nice. I don't know where I don't know <laughs> I don't know where the the death cure comes from, uh, but I mean it is what it is. It's the same Epic. actor that played in American Assassin, right? Yeah, Dylan O'Brien, yeah. who I uh, I was not a fan of that movie. It also has uh, oh I don't remember his name. Um, Love Actually, the little boy in Love Actually. I don't remember his the actor's name per se right now. I'm looking it up. Um, he's also in Game of Thrones. Um, he's like the kind of... Oh, Thomas Brody Sangster um, is his name. Anyway, uh, yeah. He apparently had a cameo in Force Awakens. I did not know that. But anyway, he's the only guy who like I look at him like, oh, it's that kid. Um, I really have no plans on seeing this film for anybody who is a Maze Runner fan uh, similar to I guess uh, the Forever My Girl if you're into that like kind of teen type of film I I mean these are obviously the kind of bootleg versions of uh, Hunger Games yeah. From, yeah. so Divergent, Insurgent yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the same type of I guess those, I mean, they're all books, so that same type of, I guess, uh, uh, what's the term? Uh, I guess the dystopian right. science fiction. Right, right. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I got for that week. Yeah, no, there's a uh... <laughs> – Man, it's January. It's January. Yeah. January's just, you know, just uh, making way for the Oscar season to uh, come up right now. And uh, when, when are the Oscars? They're in March, right? Yeah. The you know, of so March. really, these first couple months in the year, they're always used to go back and look at those November, <laughs> December movies from the previous year and just get ready for the Oscars. <laughs> but I mean, I always hope that, I mean, last year we had Logan and Get Out that came out in February. So maybe next month. 
uh, there'll be something like that yeah. to where they'll yeah. spark up the the ideas of good movies again. There, there always is. There's always that that kind of outlier, the one that's released earlier in the year, and you're like, wow, no one was really expecting that kind of movie to come out so soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Andre. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, we'll end the podcast with uh, selecting which movie we are most excited to see in January. Backseat Directors. Most anticipated movie. So, so Andre, this is going to come with a caveat, though, just because we've already seen some movies, you know, that are technically, I guess, January movies. Um, but let's just pretend, let's just pretend that uh, <laughs> that none of the, we haven't seen any of the movies we don't, you know, so like the Post, Molly's Game, etc. Um, let's just let's just select which one we are most anticipating, even though there's really not much to choose from. So. <laughs> So, uh, Andre, why don't you go first? Well, I mean, yeah, it's really hard to do that because I feel like I've already seen the best movies. So. Well, I know, and that's yeah, what I'm would. saying. So, so I mean, if I, like, like I, you know, Molly's Game is probably going to be my favorite movie of the month. It really is. And, but yeah. had I not seen Molly's Game, the, I, I have been really looking forward to the post. I know it hasn't been great getting the greatest, you know, of praise. But that, I was very much looking forward to that. So having not seen Molly, I would have said The Post is going to be my most anticipated for January. So I'm going to say The Post. Yeah, I think I would agree with you on that. Uh, just based on, I mean, the thing is I've seen both of them. So I know actually which one I picked. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah. uh, but going, if I were to go in blind, I mean, you base it on the formula. It's Spielberg It's plus Meryl Streep plus Tom Hanks. I mean... That is enough to. I mean, I think we talked about it last last month. That's enough to be excited about it. And given that, uh, I mean, that definitely was. Uh, that would be my most excited. I would definitely agree with you because yep. there's not much more than that. <laughs> well, um, we'll see how January turns out. You know, we're already approaching our second weekend in January, so the month's gonna fly by pretty quickly and uh and we'll recap january <laughs> come february but uh andre it's been a pleasure having you back on man i you know it's good it's always good to talk to you love talking movies with you so thanks for joining me yeah today. man no problem thanks for having me yeah absolutely and listeners thanks so much for listening we hope you guys enjoyed today's uh episode and podcast of movies coming soon in our first month of 2018 so even though andre and i didn't really sound too excited about too many movies go out to the movies support cinema go to your local theaters and then just go go have some fun so uh, on behalf of andre oh actually andre sorry why don't you go ahead and let the listeners uh know how they can follow you and read your own movie reviews uh you can hit me up on twitter um uh, instagram and facebook it's all the same it's at the formal review to where i post all my reviews um and yeah just follow suit there and you can find me Absolutely. And uh, Andre and I, we actually both appear on a new YouTube channel called Take Four. And so we are going to be recording a show here this coming weekend. And so uh, we'll announce that as well on Twitter and social media if you guys do follow us. So uh, again, on behalf of Andre, this is uh, Andre Hutchins with Backseat Directors. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album, Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids, and all of their other music on iTunes. 
Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. It's movie day. Yeah, the time has come. Uh, uh. So many different types of movies we can all choose from. There's action, adventure, animation, and comedy. There's sci-fi and westerns and classics, documentaries. Uh, so many options, so much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. Uh, so find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone.